In the coffee hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday, June 14th. It I'm is. so tired. You're so tired. You <laughs> <laughs> have a busy week, didn't you? It's been a week full of adrenaline for multiple reasons. <laughs> um, let's see. Was there a hockey game this week? There, was a, there, were, there were two hockey games there were this week. Two and hockey it's games. convention season. So, you know, just preparing a little bit for multiple, multiple conventions. conventions. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that. No, just, no one in. We'll just all sleep in August. It's great. That's right. <laughs> you know what? I'm excited though about the, the various conventions because we, yeah. you know, the conventions and the gatherings, we get to reconnect with a, a lot of people, a lot of our mm-hmm. listeners, um, a lot of our guests as well. So excited about the yeah. opportunity. Uh, Mary will be at LWML convention next week, and oh, then next week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, in Mobile. And then uh, we're headed to National Youth Gathering to Mm -hmm. do the Coffee Hour Live from the National Youth Gathering in early July or middle of July. And then uh, later in July, uh, Kip and Gary and Mary are headed to the LCMS convention. So stop by one. If you're coming to any of those events, stop by and say hi. And Uh, uh, our swag is starting to come in, too. Yes, some cool KFUO swag. So pretty excited about that. Stop by. The coolest stuff is going to... Youth Gathering. Youth Gathering. Of course. Got to get some KFUO <laughs> buttons at the Youth Gathering. Uh, there's cool stuff going to the other places yes. as well. T-shirts, Lots of, especially. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so come visit us at any of those places. We have two great things on deck today. Mm-hmm. Um, an upcoming webinar that is outstanding, the uh, the non-casserole illness. What is that? We're going to talk about that in just a minute <laughs> um, from our friends at Rural and Small Town Mission. And in the second half, we'll get an update from LCMS Disaster Response. Mm-hmm. There have just been... Floods, tornadoes, nonstop now this season. There's fires in California. And, and now, now fires too. in California. So we're going to get an update from LCMS Disaster Response. And mm-hmm. I saw a uh, what looked like a new disaster response trailer for uh, being deployed to another congregation oh, as well. Yes. So hopefully we can get a, the uh, the scoop on that as mm-hmm. well. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. I almost jumped my cue. (laughs) I paused too early. Joining us by phone this morning, Amy Gertz, coordinator for LCMS Rural and Small Town Mission. Amy, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Great, great. Uh, Rural and Small Town Mission uh, conducts webinars rather frequently uh, with all kinds of great resources for rural and small town mission congregations, those Mm -hmm. ministries that are happening all over the country that are just connecting through webinars. And um, I saw this one coming up and really wanted to highlight it. Um, Tell us how often, how often do these webinars happen? So actually we have a webinar every every month. Um, It's always on a Thursday from uh, 1 to 2 p.m. Central Time. Um, The Thursday changes a little bit based on the availability of our presenter. Um, We always try to choose a presenter who uh, can speak to topics that are applicable to rural and small town settings. Um, So sometimes the presenters are somebody you may have heard of uh, that is a expert that you've heard of out there sometimes they're going to be somebody who's just doing rural and small town ministry really well where they're at and so they're not always big time names sometimes they are but we try to we try to find the people who are doing uh, ministry well where it is applicable to to our rural and small town congregations the presenter for the august 
uh, webinar. Is that correct? August 22nd, is that right? Correct. We actually have a webinar in July coming up ahead of this one, but we're talking about today we're talking about the one that's coming up in August. The Reverend Dr. Dennis Goff, he's Director of Ministry Programs at the Lutheran Foundation, and uh, joining us this morning to talk about the non-casserole illness um, is the, the topic for the August webinar. Dr. Goff, thanks so much for being our guest this morning. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. What is the the non a, a casserole illness. Sorry, sorry to just like steal the thunder here and, and give it all away. <laughs> the non-casserole illness. Well, it, I, I don't know where that term actually came up. I've seen it referenced so many different places, mm-hmm. so many books that I've read, articles that I've read, in reference to mental illness. You know, the typical thing is that, in the, and the church is great at this, when when somebody goes in the hospital for a surgery or when there's a death in the family, people in the congregation are great to bring a casserole, bring something to the home um, to feed the family while a loved one's in the hospital or as you're going through the grief process. But all too often, because stigma is so huge with mental illness and because people don't often feel comfortable talking about it, so often people are literally dealing with this in their families in silence. And nobody brings a casserole, nobody sends a card, nobody stops over and says, how are you doing? Um, there's just not been the atmosphere created where we're as often open to talk about that. So somewhere along the way, somebody coined the phrase, mental illness is the no casserole illness. Mm-hmm. Why do we treat mental illness uh, so differently, even in our churches? I think there's just a a huge lack of understanding. I think for a long time, whether it's intentional or unintentional, direct or indirect, the teaching, the implication in the church has been, you know, if you're dealing with depression or anxiety or something like that, maybe your faith isn't strong enough. Mm. Well, we know that that's not the truth, that we don't know that's not the reality. A mental illness is a brain issue. It is a medical issue. It is a physical issue. So while there may be um, need for certain medications or or other uh, doctor care, I mean, therapy, counseling, a variety of things can help to address that. And it's not a matter of you just need to pray, pray more. It's not a matter of your faith needs to be greater. Certainly, anything you and I deal with impacts our faith. If we have a physical diagnosis of cancer, it impacts my faith life. If I lose my job today, it impacts my faith life. Everything that happens in our life impacts our faith. But people dealing with mental illness is not because they have a lack of faith. Can you paint a picture for us? Share a a story of where you've seen this, uh, the the, the non-casserole illness, uh, you know, in in a congregation or in a setting where... um, that the care was needed, but often overlooked. I'll tell you, the first story that comes to mind is that in the role that I have, I have an opportunity to preach in a variety of different churches. And while I don't mention this all the time, there are times when I will talk about the work that the Lutheran Foundation is doing in terms of mental and behavioral health and wellness. I'll talk about, according to National Alliance of Mental Illness, NAMI, uh, one in five in our population are living with some kind of mental illness. I'll talk about how the fact that, you know, that's not mentioned or talked about that much. What has been so surprising to me is when I quote that statistic, 
the number of people that will come out the door of the church, shake my hand, look me in the eye and say, I'm one in five. Hmm. Thank you for mentioning that, because nobody ever talks about that in the church. Yeah. And that, I, I have to tell you, the first time that happened, and it's happened several times where I've preached, I was not expecting that. I was not prepared for that. It brought me to tears just by the fact that somebody said, thank you, you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. How can we uh, care more for our brothers and sisters? Um, and, and on the flip side of that, how can we advocate for ourselves also if, if we are one of those one in five? Um, you know, it's, it's hard for people to care for you if, if, if they don't know uh, that you're mm-hmm. even struggling. So, so how can we advocate for ourselves, but also how can we reach out to people who we know are, are struggling? I think in, in many ways, it's a matter of creating a, a culture and a climate of acceptance and normalcy. And a lot of times when I talk about this in terms of what do we do in the church, I say I think one of the first things we can do is we normalize it by, by speaking about it, by using the language. And what I mean by that is it, when we pray on Sunday mornings, when a pastor prays, we can pray for people who ha- have heart disease and cancer and uh, surgeries, but we can also be praying for people who are living with depression and anxiety and bipolar and the other effects of mental illness. We don't necessarily have to mention their names, especially if somebody hasn't given us permission to do that. But we can mention those things because we know that there are people sitting there in our congregations. If the statistic is one in five in the population, I believe it's one in five in our congregations. So I think we normalize it by creating that culture. I think we have to speak about it. Um, I, I think when you, when you do make reference to this in a sermon or in a Bible study, it opens up a spirit of acceptance that this is an okay place for us to talk about this. And I think that that's one of the things that many people struggle with is, is this a safe place for me to mention this? Or am I going to be judged? So to do some things to create an environment where that happens. At my home church two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, we invited NAMI to come, National Alliance of Mental Illness, our local chapter, because May was Mental Health Awareness Month, we invited them to come and do their FaithNet presentation. And the FaithNet presentation is, is, is designed for churches, and it's, and it's intended to just start the conversation a little bit. And we, had a, we had 35 people that came, which I thought was a, a sizable response. And the conversations that I had with people after that a number of people that came up to me and said, you know, if, if we want to do some more things at the church about this, count me in, let me help, because I really struggled with this journey of depression. These are some people that, you know, as I pass them in the hallway at church or see them on a Sunday morning, I would never guess that. But by the fact that we're talking about that in our church gave them a sense of openness and permission to say, I'm struggling with that. How can I help? create an environment here for others. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. With just, uh, <laughs> I know, we are always so short on time, I want to give Amy a chance to, to talk about the details here in just a minute, uh, how to register and that sort of thing. But uh, Dr. Goff, what is, what is one thing you want uh, participants in the webinar to walk away with? I want them to realize that this is an opportunity for us to connect not only with people in our, communi- in our congregation, but people in our community. 
You mentioned at the, the start of the hour about the floods and you know, the disaster uh, that have happened around the country and the, and the relief work that is taking place. You know, one of the collateral things that's going to happen as a result of that is, I mean, this not only affects people's livelihood, it not only affects them, their businesses and their homes, but it's going to affect their mental wellness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there may be underlying issues for some people that are going to rise to the surface as a result of this. And I think for congregations to realize, you know, there's an opportunity for us to connect with our community, not just our congregation, but our community by offering some training, some education, some resourcing, um, giving attention to this topic. And I think a lot of times congregations struggle with, well, what do I do? Well, we'll talk about some of the what do you do as we go through the webinar. Amy, can you give us the details on how to get signed up for this webinar when it's happening? All those good details. Absolutely. We um, like to make this as easy as possible for people, so uh, you don't actually have to pre-register. You can just join us at the time of the live webinar, which is August 22nd at 1 p.m. Central, um, by going to anymeeting.com forward slash LCMS RSTM1, the numeral, or you can send me an email at RSTM at LCMS.org, and I will sign you up for our e-blast and it will send you a link and then you can just follow the link. Um, I would also encourage you, uh, Dr. Goff is going to join us at our RSTM National Conference this year and present on this topic a little bit more in depth. So if you want to have a chance to listen to him in person, as well as join in on lots of our other topics, to consider registering for that and joining us there. It's uh, November 14th through the 16th um, this year. And we will be in Minneapolis. You mentioned it was a conference year. <laughs> Lots of conferences. So um, you can find more information about our conference uh, at uh, lcms.org forward slash RSTM as well. Amy Gertz, coordinator for LCMS Rural and Small Town Mission. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. The Reverend Dr. Dennis Goff, Director of Ministry Programs at the Lutheran Foundation and the speaker for the upcoming August webinar for Rural and Small Town Mission. Thanks so much, Dr. Goff, for being our guest. Thank you. I appreciate it. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll get some updates on all the disasters and LCMS disaster response. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.